You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking with Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the Fansided Network. Today's episode is brought to us by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into the program. Today is the second to last show before the start of the regular season for the Wolves, of course, taking on the Houston Rockets Wednesday night. On today's show, we're going to talk all about uh, some predictions. Um, so individual predictions in terms of awards, potential all-star appearances, and then team predictions, uh, lineup, uh, some thoughts on what the lineup could shake out to be. And then also, uh, where does this team finish in terms of defense, three-point shooting, et cetera, on the season? Tomorrow, Wednesday's show, I'm going to do some more specific win total proje- projections, uh, Northwest Division finish, how I think that's going to shake out. And then also as a whole, I'm going to pick a few win totals, uh, probably take five or six over-unders that I would take based on the betonline.ag win totals for the season. That will be on tomorrow's show. So um, make sure that you are subscribed to the show. By the way, thank you, first of all, for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every single day. Remember, you can listen to Lockdown Wolves. It's free and available on all platforms that includes YouTube if you want to watch on YouTube, as well as any of the platforms you like to listen, Apple, Google, Spotify, and of course, the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at LockdownTWolves and at BBeacon with two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. Okay, let's go ahead and get into a few projections or predictions, I should say. Let's just go ahead and launch into it. Um, the first thing, and I'll start with a couple of individual ones, and then I'll get into the team stuff here in just a minute. Uh, I think Carl Anthony Towns will make his return to the All-NBA team this year. It's been three years. He uh, made it onto the All-NBA third team in the Jimmy Butler season when the Wolves went to the playoffs. I think he makes the All-NBA team this year. I also think he makes it all the way onto the second team. Um, What the Wolves, what needs to happen for for Towns to be considered an All-NBA second team player is the Wolves need to be a better team and Towns needs to stay healthy. I really think that's all there is. He's got the talent to be on the All-NBA second team, which basically means he's what? a top six forward slash set, you know, top six front court player in the league, top 10 player overall, I think improved defense and improved team play. He's going to have the numbers and the voters that are looking at this are looking at the shiny numbers. They're looking at the points per game, the three point shooting, the rebounding some block shots and team success. And if Towns is better defensively and he maintains those numbers, that means he's been healthy. He's improved on defense. That also means the Wolves are winning. And if they go out and win, I don't know, 45, 47 wins, if they're a six seed in the Western Conference, and maybe this is best case scenario, and that's why this is a somewhat bold prediction, then Towns becomes an NBA second team player. And I don't think that that's far-fetched. Now, um, I didn't actually pull the odds for, say, MVP. I'm not, gonna, I'm not about to say anything too outlandish. Don't worry. But... If we went and looked at the odds for MVP, I bet Towns is on the list and I bet they're pretty long odds. And if the Wolves, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to pull a Phoenix Suns or an Atlanta Hawks, but if if the Timberwolves, say, get a top four seed and Towns has an incredible season and we all know he can, then he's not a bad MVP pick if you're looking at at at, uh, at lines at, at futures, NBA futures on betonline.ag, by the way. Um, so all that to say, the prediction is Towns makes all NBA second team because if he's healthy and the team improves, all these things are related, then he's going to get that individual recognition as well. And of course, that would come with an all-star berth. I think he's, I think he's in the all-star game this year, again, provided relative health for Carl Anthony Towns this season. 
A couple more individual predictions. Uh, here's one. Malik Beasley will get votes for sixth man of the year. Now, I don't think he wins the award, and, and maybe that's what would take this from an almost bold prediction to a a a definitely bold prediction. But I also, I don't want to just, this isn't like a, a clickbaity thing. I'm not about to say, yeah, I, I truly think Malik Beasley wins sixth man of the year. I think he'll get votes for sixth man of the year. I think that's a reasonable thing to say. He's a 19.6, 19.7 point per game score last year. He's a 40% three-point shooter. He's going to get minutes. And Chris Fitch has said this. I talked about this on Monday's show. Uh, he, whether or not Beasley starts, he's going to play with the starters a fair amount. He's very likely going to get a chance to close games, especially if the Wolves are making up a deficit, right? If the Wolves are, are, and I don't know that it's straight offense, defense. Well, I'll get into this here actually in a little bit more when I talk crunch time lineups, but down the stretch of games, um, there's going to be some nights where the Wolves go with a more defensive lineup. It could be Josh Okogie, Patrick Beverly, Jane McDaniels, get an opportunity to be on the floor, but the Wolves are down by a couple of possessions late in the game. You'd much rather have Malik Beasley on the floor who could score six points in a blink of an eye than Josh Okogie, right? Uh, because you're trying to make, you're trying to make that up. And Beasley's actually not that bad of a steals guy either. He gambles a little bit too much. But when you're trailing late in a game, Beasley's the guy you'd want on the floor. I, I think Beasley is going to get enough opportunities, even though that there's a lot of high usage guys on this team, there aren't a lot of high usage guys on the bench, right? It's D'Lo, it's Towns, it's Edwards, three of the higher usage guys in the league. And besides that, you got a lot of guys that are happy being spot up shooters. You got guys that don't need an offensive role like Vandermilt and Akogi. So if Beasley indeed gets the chance to run with the second unit more frequently, which is something that Chris Finch talked about recently, um, then he's going to get a lot of shots up and he could get shots up in a hurry. He's not, Hey, I need the ball in my hands. I'm going to, I'm going to pound the air of the ball and, and, you know, do the James Harden thing or the Trey Young thing, get it to the paint and, and get fouled or shoot a deep three. Beasley's very likely going to get his baskets quickly in transition on catch and shoot one dribble shots, uh, you know, one dribble into a shooting motion. He's not going to be operating in the pick and roll methodically. You know, when he's on the court, the wolves are playing faster and I think he will get enough possessions that he'll get plenty of six man votes this season. That's the type of player he is. I thought he'd be a starter. It really doesn't seem like he's going to be. And that could, that's obviously better for a six man of the year chances, but I think he gets, I think he surprises some people uh, this year with his production. My last thing is, um, I guess this one's maybe a little bit more of a downer. Maybe I should have saved it for last. I don't think Anthony Edwards makes the all-star team. I do think he's close. I think he's in the conversation and he probably, you know, maybe he's an injury replacement like D'Angelo Russell was a few years ago. I think come all-star break, Ant is going to be in that like, 13 to 18 conversation in the Western Conference, right? The 12 guys that make it. I think he's right outside and just misses the cut. Um, he's been a little bit off in preseason, just kind of hasn't quite seemed like the ant we saw at the end of last year. It's going to probably take him a minute to get up to speed, to get used to playing with all these other, it's a lot of mouths to feed, right? And he's focusing so much more on his defensive, on the defensive side of the floor, which is a great thing. We know the offense is there, which is why I'm not concerned. But if he gets off to a little bit of a slow start, the West is so loaded. There's so many wings and guards in the West. There's so many of everything in the West. Um, it's going to be a real challenge for him to make the All-Star game this year. I think he's probably a year away. I mean, Devin Booker was, I think, third season, maybe even fourth season before he made it. Um, and they're certainly not the same player at all. But that's one example. I mean, the higher usage high scoring guys that struggle defensively and their team struggle um, unless the wolves get off to a really great start. Right. I mean, if the wolves are, are in the playoff conversation at the break, it wouldn't be a shock to have, to see them have two all-stars. And honestly, I think he's got a better chance and probably has a better chance of making it than D'Angelo Russell because of the highlight factor, the wow factor, the, uh, you know, obviously D'Lo's got a great following too, but people love Anthony Edwards. Um, so if the wolves are going to have a second all-star, I think it's Ant. but the prediction here is that he just misses out on the nomination and he's, 
barely on the outside looking in once we get to the all-star break. Okay. Uh, next, I want to start getting into some team projections where I think uh, this team will end up in a couple of key categories. What I think the crunch time lineup is going to look like for the Wolves this year. All that's upcoming next. First, though, let's talk about our friends over at Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60%, deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or simply the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. The Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and more. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now. Get your gen four Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on therabody.com slash locked on. Okay. Let's talk, uh, team predictions before I get to the overarching kind of statistical predictions that I want to make. Let's talk about, uh, the crunch time lineup. Um, so I've talked a lot about the starting lineup. I've talked a lot about different combinations we're going to see. And I'm so excited to see I, like some of the success. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago that the, uh, that any lineup basically that you're at Vanderbilt, any three man lineup with Vando last year, the Carlton Towns, D'Lo Vanderbilt lineup, um, the one that had Edwards in it, are those trends going to continue? Um, and how does Chris Finch mix and match this season? The most fascinating thing to talk about uh, in any um, for any NBA team coming into the season is what's the crunch time lineup going to look like? And it's probably going to look different on game one than it will in game 10 than it will in game 35 and game 82. Uh, but I, I, I'm really curious to see what Finch thinks it's going to be. Now, I, one caveat is I don't think this is a, this is quite as like, a, I think there's some older school coaches that say, this is my crunch time lineup. They may not say it publicly, but it's the same five or six guys every time, right? Uh, provided, uh, you know, or pending foul trouble. I think Finch is much more of a, of a, the matchups will dictate this. And I'm not just going to nominate a guy as a starter or nominate this guy as a six man or nominate this guy as a crunch time guy, because I think Finch is going to really be, um, really be methodical about it. Right. It's going to depend on matchups. He said that the other day in, in, uh, in media availability regarding starting lineups and it's going to be matchup dictated. I think his crunch time lineups are going to be the same way. I think the default crunch time lineup in most games, if it's a close, you know, one, two possession game late, and we're talking last like four to five minutes, we'll call it. I think it's D'Angelo Russell and Patrick Beverly, both in the backcourt. I think it's Anthony Edwards and Jade McDaniels at the forward spots and Carl Anthony Towns at the five. Um, that lineup is the right combination of size with Edwards at the three and, and McDaniels at the four. That's big enough, right? Um, even though the backcourt's a little bit smaller, but Beverly's length and his ability defensively helps cover for that. Edwards, if he's continuing to improve defensively, he can help defensively as well. Uh, but having McDaniels and Beverly both on the court together is big from a defensive perspective. And if Edwards can rebound his position, and we saw him, it, you know, the preseason this year, four games was very similar to what we saw last year. We saw a couple really strong rebounding games and a couple that weren't quite as strong for Edwards. Um, so if he can rebound his position well, there should be enough rebounding there, although Jaden at the four makes me a little bit nervous. Um, 
in, in terms of rebounding in clutch situations. So I think we'll see a little of the offense defense. I think Jared Vanderbilt and Josh Okogie are going to be on the fringes of this crunch time lineup. And Malik Beasley's there too, right? So that's eight guys that you can make a case for being on the floor in crunch time. I think Akogi's probably the eighth guy because a lot of what he can do defensively, you can get from Beverly and Jaden McDaniels, and they're both so much more talented offensively um, and just better shooters. And that's what you need on the floor late in the game is guys that can knock down an open three when Carl Thitty Towns is getting doubled, when Edwards gets trapped in the paint, when D'Angelo Russell gets... Um, if somebody could test a shot on the perimeter to D'Lo, uh, you want to be able to swing it to a guy that's going to knock down a three-pointer at a league average or higher clip. And a D'Lo, Beverly, Edwards, McDaniels, Towns lineup has that. Every single one of those guys is going to shoot threes at 34% or greater. And Akogi is going to be a 29% guy, right? And that difference makes a big deal down the stretch late in game. So I think that's kind of the baseline crunch time lineup. Next up, after those five, uh, it's either going to be Malik Beasley or uh, or Jared Vanderbilt. I think it's Beasley. Vanderbilt and Akogi are kind of your no offense, all defense guys. So if you're protecting a lead late, if you need some rebounding, you can slide Jaden McDaniels to the three, Edwards to the two, Vando at the four. I think he's your situational rebounder. You're protect you're protecting a a two possession lead with you know call it 50 seconds left. You want Vanderbilt on the floor with McDaniel's and Edwards, and and uh, and maybe D'Lo comes off the floor and Beverly's on the court. If you're trying to catch up, then Beasley's in this lineup, right? And you bump probably Beverly out of the lineup, and you have Russell Beasley. Edwards, McDaniel's, Towns, or maybe you play small and you put Edwards at the four and Beasley at the two. The point here is the baseline has everything you need. It's got shooting again, all league average and above from outside the arc from that group from from uh, Russell, Beverly, Edwards, McDaniel's, Towns. It's got defense. Beverly and McDaniels are both above average defenders. Towns is average E. We've seen signs that Edwards is improving and D'Lo is D'Lo. Uh, but it's got enough defense in your crunch time lineup. Um, but the Wolves also have enough versatility and depth that they can go in a couple different directions. You can go more offense. You can go, you can add Beasley. You could go more defense, Akogi and or Vanderbilt. You can go more rebounding, Vanderbilt, slide down McDaniels and Edwards a slot. Um, there's a lot of different ways that Finch can go. And I think it's really exciting that that we're having this conversation about uh, the the different looks that this Timberwolves defense could, could take on this season. Um, so my crunch time lineup, I think, well, I guess not game one because Beverly, we haven't talked about this, but Beverly suspended for the first game of the season. Um, we'll talk about that, uh, you know, the implications of that, I guess, more on Wednesday in the preview show for, for Wolves Rockets on Wednesday, but no Beverly on Wednesday. So we'll call it game two. I think the crunch time lineup is Russell, Beverly, Edwards, McDaniels, Towns. Hopefully we don't need a crunch time lineup on Wednesday uh, with Wolves Rockets. That would be best case scenario, right? Um, but anyway, that's my crunch time lineup prediction. Uh, related to that, um, well, actually, no, let's do this. Let's talk about this next. I've got a couple of team related predictions where, where I think the Wolves are going to finish in, you know, in the, in the grand scope of the league in terms of defense, as well as three point shooting, a couple of areas, I think the Wolves are going to be markedly better this season. Um, so we're going to get into all that next year. Before we do that though, uh, first, a quick thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen each and every day. And a reminder that you can subscribe and listen to Lockdown on any platform that includes YouTube now as well. Um, and let's also talk about our friends at betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code, LOCKEDON. 
to receive your bonus. From basketball to football and baseball, uh, postseason baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, including your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Again, that's promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. Let's also talk about the title sponsors of today's show. That, of course, is rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com, both at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the exact same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer and they have everything you could possibly need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil to even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Okay, uh, let's talk about a couple of team predictions. These are broader predictions. So first of all, to set this up a little bit, um, it's no secret that the Timberwolves have been awful defensively forever. Um, We could just take Carlton Towns' career. They've been bottom 10 defensively. And obviously, if you go pre-Towns, it's equally as bad. Uh, But we'll just use that as kind of an, an unofficial starting point. They've been bottom 10 every year. There were even the playoff year with Jimmy Butler. They finished 27th in defensive rating, according to basketball references version of the metric. Um, I think one year they were 20th, but basically they've been bottom 10, usually bottom five. Last year, they were 28th in defensive rating. Um, And my prediction is that they will get out of the bottom 10 in defense this year. So maybe not that controversial, but then again, if you consider that they've never, they haven't been out of the bottom 10 in basically, uh, I, I don't know, something like a decade in uh, in defensive rating, maybe that is a little bit more of an outlandish prediction. But I truly believe that given their new scheme, some new personnel and a new outlook, new coaching staff, basically, uh, the Wolves will be a uh, you know 15 to 18-ish team. We'll, we'll just say out of the bottom 10. So 19th or better league-wide in terms of defensive rating, defensive efficiency. Um Reasons why I think Patrick Beverly makes a much bigger difference than than I think certainly surprisingly the national media is you know any of this any of the national projections or rankings nobody's really talking about the Wolves making a market improvement defensively and the Beverly thing is just kind of shrugged off far too often uh, but in reality um, Patrick Beverly makes a huge difference we talked about this a couple of weeks ago he was one of only six players to receive a vote from league general managers as uh as a as one of the as the best perimeter defender in the league the entire league one of six players to get a vote Patrick Beverly um he's a three-time all NBA defensive team member uh I, I mean I, I don't understand why this isn't getting more attention that he is going to make a big difference both from his actual on-court impact as well as the locker room impact, the energy impact, the grittiness factor, the toughness factor, um, something that the Wolves have not traditionally had. And Patrick Beverly is going to be a huge re- a huge positive impact on this team. Also, Torian Prince, I kind of, when the Wolves acquired him, you can go back and listen to what I what I said back in, uh, what was it? I don't even remember, late, I guess it was mid, mid-July was when the draft was this year. Um, I kind of panned the acquisition in that like, hey, Prince is a little overrated, blah, 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 blah. Um, 
uh, I'm apparently mocking my own words about Torian Prince, but like, I thought he was, I didn't think it was a great acquisition. That was before I knew that Beverly was replacing Ricky Rubio. And I said this on yesterday's show, I'd rather have Beverly and Prince than Rubio, Hernan Gomez and Culver. I would. And also we come to find out that Torian Prince has been battling a, a pretty serious ankle injury the last couple of years. He's had surgery. He feels better preseason. He's looked great on both ends of the floor. The Wolves are going to use him to play both the three and the four. He'll guard some twos. There's a chance he'll guard some fives depending on, on opponent and lineups and matchups and everything. Um, Torian Prince is going to make a big difference on this team too. He's not a lockdown one-on-one defender. He's not a Josh Akogi. He's not a Jaden McDaniels in my opinion, but he is an experienced player that can play in a team concept. He's long. He He's a smart player. And I think he'll bring something to the defensive end of the floor for the Wolves. That's not even talking about his shooting. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I think adding an adequate versatile defender, and I would call Prince an adequate defender, even if he was a little bit down last year, He's an adequate defender, adding an outstanding defender in Beverly, two veterans who played in multiple systems, played in the playoffs, understand what it takes. And and sometimes that can be overrated, but I don't think you can overvalue that for this Timberwolves team. Adding them to uh, Jaden McDaniels minutes increase, Jared Vanderbilt minutes increase, and also another year of experience for both of them, a healthy Carl Anthony Towns, and also Josh Kogi, who's of course still with the team. That's a pretty good group of defenders, of of bodies that, that of guys that are, uh, big body defenders generally they're long they know, they're mostly athletic they are intelligent defenders they know where to be on on that end of the floor that's a really good group of guys that can 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 help defend and that doesn't include Leandro Balmaro who's not going to be in the rotation at the start of the year but eventually could be um and I think he could make a difference down the road probably more next year than this year uh, but he's another guy that could defend. And I think that the Wolves with this new scheme, and I haven't talked a ton about it, but we'll see this in action on, on Wednesday against the Rockets, but the new pick and roll uh, coverage where the Wolves are playing at the level of the ball, at the level of the screen instead of drop coverage um, is going to make a big difference. And we saw that work for the most part in preseason. The defense was solid. Um, Towns is much more comfortable playing at the level versus sagging deep into the paint and allowing opponents to just rain wide open mid-range jumpers on them. Remember, Delo scored 50 when he was with Golden State back at the start of the season before last against the Wolves because Towns was sagging too far and Delo was just having a field day shooting from the elbows. Um, those types of things are not going to happen in a in, in the new pick and roll coverage, the new look Timberwolves defense. And so I think they get out of the bottom 10. My last prediction today is that the Wolves will be a top 12 three-point shooting team. As a team, they'll be top 12 this year. Now, you may think, well, they haven't been that bad the last couple of years, and it kind of feels that way, but that's only because they were so bad prior to that. Last season, they were 25th in the league in three-point shooting percentage, 34.9%. Yeah, they were 7th in attempts, and they were 12th in makes because they took so many. They were 25th in percentage. So why will they be better? Well, first of all, the obvious, Carl Anthony Towns only played in 50 games last year. He, he's healthy. Um, knock on wood, we'll play in a lot more games this year. So return to health for Towns. D'Angelo Russell played in 42 games. These are both essentially 40% three-point shooters, 39% in Russell's case for their career. Um, he played in 42 games. He's healthy. Uh, um, the Malik Beasley is the other one. That's that's an obvious answer, right? He played in 37 games last year, and um, he's a 40% three-point shooter. He's healthy. Those three guys being healthy is going to make a huge difference. And then look at the guys that aren't with the team anymore that aren't great shooters. Ricky Rubio's is number one. I mean, Jarrett Culver didn't obviously play a ton last year, but he's another. Rubio was was uh, fifth on the team in three-point shooting percentage, or excuse me, not in percentage, fifth on the team in three-point attempts last year. He shot 214 threes at 30.8%, under 31%. Take Rubio out, add in Patrick Beverly, who's an above-average three-point shooter for his career. 
That's a massive, massive difference to have Pat Bev playing off the ball, shooting catch and shoot jumpers instead of Ricky Rubio makes a huge difference. Um, Torian Prince, it's tough to say exactly whose minutes he's replaced. And I guess it's mostly Juancho Hernan Gomez, who's obviously a good three-point shooter. But Juancho, by the way, was only 33%, actually under 33% last year. But to add Torian Prince to the mix and add Patrick Beverly to the mix, replacing minutes from Hernan Gomez, who had a down year, and Rubio, who's not a good shooter, that makes a massive difference. It, it just does. It, and it's it's um, it's it's too obvious how, how big of a difference that's going to make. And maybe this isn't even that crazy of a prediction, I guess, then to, to say that they're going to be top 12, but they were 25th last year. And what's the narrative we keep hearing all off season from the national folks? Oh, the Wolves didn't make any changes. They didn't seriously improve the roster, um, but they were 25th in three point shooting last year. They're going to be top 12 this year. Healthy Towns, healthy Russell, healthy Beasley, add in Torrey Prince, Add in uh, Patrick Beverly. Torian Prince, by the way, 40% last year, exactly. Three-point shooting for his career, 37%. Uh, Beverly is not far off those numbers. I'm going to pull it up real quick just so I'm not I'm not uh, making this up. Uh, Pat Bev, for his career, 38.2%, 39.7% last year. He's been 39% or better for each of the last four seasons. So you're adding two plus three-point shooters, getting rid of a bad one in Rubio, and replacing minutes from guys like Hernan Gomez, probably reducing Josh Kogi's minutes. This is going to be a much better three-point shooting team this year, and I think they're going to be top 12. Okay, um, let me know, uh, you know, comment on Twitter or YouTube or wherever, and let me know what you think of my predictions, if, if these are accurate or not. I, I think this is, I think uh, we're, we're in for a fun season. Wednesday, I want to hit some, I'm going to pull some win totals uh, off betonline.ag, and I'm going to say over, under, just league-wide. I want to focus, I want to do Northwest Division, and then I'm going to pick a few others that I think are just off a little bit, and and then can go back at the end of the year and make fun of my picks or hopefully pat myself on the back. Um, and then I'll give a, a Timberwolves win total projection, how I think the Western Conference will shake out, and I'll do the Eastern conference too, but mostly focus on the West. That will all be on, on Wednesday's show. And then we'll do a quick Wolves Rockets preview at the end of the program. And then we'll do a post-game pod immediately following the game Wednesday night. So that'll post late Wednesday. It's a huge week. I'm super excited. I hope you are too. And uh, it's a great time to be sure that you're following or subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen. Again, free and available on all platforms. And thank you for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every single day. You can listen slash watch on YouTube. If you don't want to look at my face while you listen, that's fine too. You can listen anywhere else, Apple, Google, Spotify, and of course the all new Odyssey app. And please follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves is the show account. My account is at B Beacon with two B's, two E's. CKEN will be tweeting during games here, of course, starting on Wednesday. So be sure that you're following on Twitter. A reminder that Lockdown Wolves is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. You can subscribe to the podcast again anywhere you listen, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, and uh, we're in for a fun one this year, folks. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked on Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.